right, here we go. It is podcasting time. Glenn Power is here from PowerWorks Garage because this is his garage. And that's where we record. A huge hello and shout out to the folks over at Talk 100.3 who are listening in on your afternoon drive. Great to have you with us. Send us all of your messages, questions, queries, comments, WhatsApp, potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And welcome to everyone who's listening to us from around the world. And we are, we're super glad to have you with us. And we're going to be talking cars today. We're going to be talking about getting your car ready for things. We're going to be talking about a couple of new electric cars that are out there. I've got India on my mind. There seems to be a lot of good cars coming out there. We're going to take a walk through the garage. Well, a virtual walk through the garage, that is. Get Glenn to fill us in on what's going on there. And we're, uh, we're, we're this is a first for the PowerWorks podcast. And, and I actually think it might be a first for even our Car Talk podcasts that we were doing back in the day where we have Joey Woo Woo joining us on the line. Hey, good morning, Joey. Well, holy moly. Good morning to everyone out there. And, and of course, you're joining us from Canada. I have no idea where in Canada you are, somewhere in Ontario. You didn't elaborate. You're, you said you are going to be somewhere between London, Ontario, and no man's land. So... <laughs> well, I'm where Pops used to live back when he was okay. alive. I'm in Cambridge, actually. Well, there we go. So. Wonderful. Great to have you with us. Now, anyone who's been listening to this podcast and listening to us on the radio will know that we rather frequently talk about the Joey Woo Woo car reviews, and we base our car reviews off of the WhatsApps that you send through so nicely. Thank you very much. We don't usually play them, but we, we do talk about them, and and one might say that we... Uh, we, we always have lots of questions about your driving acumen and, and the gimbal setup you use with your filming with the helmet, Super Dave Osborne helmet that you must be wearing in your car because the filming is fantastic. And it just happens. All of the, 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 the car tools of the world came together so that we could get you on the phone today to talk about your, your latest drive, the Mercedes. Well, you know what? This 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 Mercedes is it's an A class. So, I mean, we're not talking top of the line or anything like that. But, but it is uh, it's 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 not a bad little car. I'll tell okay, you hold that. on a second. Hold on a second. I live in the world where a Mercedes is a Mercedes, whether it is the thirty thousand dollar, you know, A class two twenty that you're you're driving, the one off the thing, or you know, the most expensive Maybach that's ever been made. It's still a Mercedes, dude. Like people, people must be looking at you and going, "You're driving a Mercedes." Well, you know what? I'll tell you honestly. When I went, because you in Canada right now, so you go to rent a car. It used to be there was a lineup of cars, pick from the line, the whole nine yards. But right now, it's uh, there's not a lot of rental cars out there. So when I go. It's like, you know, and I rent for like months at a time. Like it could be could be three months, two months at a time. So I show up and she's like, uh, all I got for a big sedan is uh, a Mercedes right now. And I'm like, I can't expense that. Company's not going to pay. And she's like, well, I'll give it to you for the same price that I was paying for the Trailblazer. And I'm just like, wait till the guys see me pull up in this thing. But honestly... It's you know what honestly I drove a Camry a Maxima stuff like that they rode better and nicer than this thing because mind you this is 
got a lot of kilometers on it too. So you you you. That's the rental world. You that, Glenn? Yeah, I mean, what is it, Joe? Is it just um, is the ride hard, or what? What's why does the why would a Camry or a Maxima? I think it's worn out. Like I was, I you know what? There's a couple of spots I live out in the country, so there's a couple of spots where. You know, you go down into the hollow over a bridge. It's a little bumpy. It'll bottom out. I can feel it bottom out. Yeah, I think it's just worn out. It's just not. Uh, it's not as loved as you guys love cars in Dubai. <laughs> but but this is this isn't an old car either. This is not an old thing. I mean, how old? It, what, what's it got on the odometer? Oh, you couldn't find the odometer with all the uh, the the. <laughs> no, I can't figure out how to work that. <laughs> It's a 2021. So, that's not a worn out car. I mean, I'm driving 2008. Come on, that's a worn out car. <laughs> <laughs> you admit you drive a classic. Uh, you you were you were also talking a little bit. Of, I mean, we we often talk about the the fact that that people get kind of bought into all the the technology in a car, and one of your one of your critiques. Oh, I love yeah, that. You're, you're, but you're you're big into that lane assist stuff, which I don't want to go anywhere near that. That's like robot land. But you're you're right into the lane assist, and you said this one didn't have lane assist. I, you know what it it might actually yesterday uh, that was it. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. So it, I guess if I owned the car, I would sit in the car more. Now I don't myself. I. I, you know what, I drive it, I get in the car, I drive to work. I'm an hour and 15 minutes, 20 minutes sometimes to work. I don't sit there and try to figure everything out, you know, whereas when you own it. Lane assist on a lot of cars is pretty obvious. You just push the button, you find it, it's on the dash. This one, For whatever reason, this car is very confusing. I did discover as traffic stopped, in front of me the other day, or sorry, yesterday on my way to here, that it did, uh, it actually did tell me that there was somebody stopping in front of me. Like somebody was slammed on the brakes in front of me. So I do apologize. It is one something in the morning. Here, so. <laughs> I, am, I am a little tired. <laughs> my phone started ringing. It, it did take three rings but yeah no three calls to get you up by the way i know <laughs> i was like what is that noise so this is this is a big challenge i'm going to bring glenn back into this this is a big challenge with vehicles these days is all of this tech in it that you got to learn how to use it's not it's not necessarily yeah. um what would you say that intuitive is it like they're not they're not overly easy to use like the tesla everything on one screen that, you know, Volvo and Ford have kind of taken on, and a lot of places, a lot of manufacturers do now. You try and find the odometer on a Tesla, yeah. right? Which sounds like, well, I don't care. You do care. We care because we have to make a job card and put the mileage on it. And it's like the job card comes through and there's no mileage on it. So then the service advisor gets a kick in for that. And, then, well, I don't know how to find it, sir. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Actually, yeah, I remember being there. So just to just to find the odometer. So then to find things like lane assist and lane departure warning and all that sort of stuff, it it, it they're trying to remove the buttons from the dashboard. 
Yeah. Nobody wants buttons anymore. They want it on the screen. So mm-hmm. then you've got to go into a menu and a drop down and a subsetting and this and that. And then before you know it, you're changing the indicator to make a fart sound inside the car. <laughs> like, I just want it. I just want it to vibrate the wheel and the seat when I'm going over the white line. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it was easier. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, well there, you also had that issue with the computer trackpad close to the coffee so every time you'd reach down to grab your non-spill cup you were you were changing all the radio stations every day literally twice on the way here i'm trying to drink my apple juice and i'm in traffic and that darn keypad or whatever you like he said mouse pad i guess is what it is changes channel you know what? I'm listening to classic rock, little ACDC, whatever it is. Next thing you know, country and western. <laughs> what the heck? You know, <laughs> me right over the wall. Now, here's another Canadian thing. So, like uh, Glenn was saying there about the the lane assist and the whole nine yards. So here we use a brine. Yeah, depending on the temperature, there's there's stats there that I'm not a hundred percent sure of. But so we use a brine material. They'll spray on the highway prior to snowfall, ice, stuff like that. Well, it comes out and basically they they have this big tank on the back of a truck and it's it sprays it out in lines on the road. Well Lane Assist picks up these white lines prior to a snowfall and it just messes up your lane assist. Like it'll pull you into the, uh, you know, onto the side of the road huh. if you're not careful. Yeah, that's not cool. When they when they're just the optical sensors, yeah. yeah, that's that's not that's not something that was thought about, is it? I bet Volvo have thought about it. That's the thing. I was I was thinking, have you have you had a chance to drive a Volvo yet? Oh no! You need to I get haven't. a Volvo because I'd I'd love to hear because you know you're you're in the most Mercedes A A two twenty. Not a fan. Nice car, but not a fan. I mean, you're you're literally saying you, you'd yeah, rather have a Maxima. You'd right. rather have a Maxima. That's what you said. Nissan. Nissan wins. Nissan. I would. Yes. No, I would. I would. The Nissan guys are going to love us. I would. Uh, you. What about the Trailblazer? What did What did you did? How do you How did you like that? I don't. I, oh, now. Nah. No. Okay. And you're a GM guy. I know. And you know what? I. Yeah. You know what? Even the consensus with all the guys. Like I mean, I've worked with five other guys. And Malibu's, oh, what else have they had? Malibu's, Impala's, stuff like that. Nobody's been happy. Wow. I don't know what it is. Yeah. The Trailblazer, so, oh, I had the Trailblazer. So, I'm old, okay, not nearly as old as you. <laughs> oh, that, thank you. Thank I'm you. Old. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, so, heated seats. Okay, here we go back to the creature comforts and stuff like that. So heated seats are, you know, you're in the car for an hour and a half, let's say an hour and 20. Heated seats are kind of important just to limber you up and stuff. Well, I get this trailblazer. This is fantastic. Awesome. Heated seats. It's the winter. You know, this is fantastic. Yeah, they don't work. <laughs> you push, I can push the button all day long. So I get in there, I Google, turns out, I think it might be part of what you guys have talked about so many times, the whole chip fiasco and, you know, lack of chips and stuff like that. 
it was to the point I was almost going to take it to a dealer myself near where I work and have them put the chip in it or if, if they even can. I don't even know. Oh, man. that That's classic. Hey. Yeah. The rental car industry right now is just, it's so, well, you've talked about it so many times, talking about Turo and stuff like that, which... I don't even know if I could expense Turo. I should I should see because it's probably ten times better than uh, than the rental you know industry right now. Uh, basically, as a collective between the five guys I work with, every one of us has a car that has eighty to you know like it between zero to eighty thousand k uh, on the cars. My last one had almost ninety thousand k on it. That's crazy. And that's what, like, we're supposed to be renting a brand new car. Yeah. Yeah. That's the world we're in right now. I, I want to jump back to one, uh, I want to jump crazy. back to one of one more thing about the, uh, the, the Mercedes you're on it. And it, I think it's in, endemic of all your reviews, maybe indicative of all your reviews. And that <laughs> is the quality of the dash for warming up lunch. And you, 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 oh my you had, gosh. A, <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> I tried it on the seat. Okay, I have tried the heated seat. I, I'm honestly thinking, James, I'm honestly thinking, and you know what? We need Glenn to help us out here. We need to figure out the very compact form of, uh, oh, I got an idea. We're going to do this off air. So I got an idea, though. But a, a compact way of heating up food. I'm telling you, there is nothing... There is nothing better. I've heated pizza up on the defroster. I've heated, like, I've tried mac and cheese, anything for breakfast, whatever I can eat. But really, the burritos do happen to be the best. Just a nice little wrap up there with some vegetables in it, you know, a little bit of steak, whatever. Throw it up there on the defrost. Man, you you crank that up about five minutes before you get to I've, I've been driving down the 407 in Ontario here and I have to, I have to roll the windows down cause I got the heat blowing so hot out of the defroster. <laughs> it's just cooking inside. Hey, Joey, Joey, sorry. Is that a diesel, that A220? Okay. No. So on the diesel ones, you'll have, it's, you know what? It's, it's gas. It says Supreme. I think now I've the engine lights on. I've been putting regular in. I wonder if I, I wonder. should, uh, <laughs> But no, the, the the diesel. So the diesels will have parking heaters and auxiliary heaters to get the because the diesels take forever to warm the coolant up. And we used to get them on the on the VWs oh. when they first started to put them on, and they're down. Well, they were in the footwell, which was real easy to get to. I mean, they used to glow hot, but that would be real easy to adapt some kind of you know grill setup with the auxiliary heater. I mean, they've got they're made aluminium fins anyway so you could probably get even get scorch marks on a steak <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. that would be so cool it's so funny because like you say I put pizza up there and then all of a sudden like it, as it starts to warm the interior temperature and the smell inside the vehicle it's like oh, it's like I'm at a pizzeria in Italy or something like that it's fantastic that should be a selling feature but when you give these cars back, they must just smell like a canteen. I don't think there's any rules, though. There's no oh, rules. Yeah. I've never signed a, a rental document that says 
don't prepare food in the car. They've they've said don't eat in the car, no smoking in the car, but nowhere has it ever said don't prepare a pizza in the car. So I think technically you're in the clear. Well, and I'll tell you, and like I've been saying with the guys that I work with, so there's a collective of us. One guy, he picked up a Camry. Uh, so we swap out when you're in the winter, it's usually you go for an all wheel drive vehicle, you know, everything. That's why I had the trailblazer. I had a CX nine prior. And, uh, so this guy just traded out from a, what, what, uh, Ford escape titanium. I think it was beautiful looking vehicle. Everything was nice. And, uh, so he swapped out to a Camry. He gets this thing. Smells like stale old cigars. Opens the trunk to put his luggage in. There's nothing in the trunk. Like, it's wide open to the spare tire. There's no, like, interior covering, you know, for covering the spare tire. He's like, he couldn't even put his suitcase in because it's going to be sitting on the tire. <laughs> but, yeah. Toys of rent. Rental cars in Canada are a whole lot different right now than they used to be. That's for darn sure. I'm just, I want to just go back to the burrito on the dash for a second. And I'm just picturing you on a windy road. And you said the problem in, in the A220 was the, the burrito would slide off the dash. It didn't have good grip. Yeah. Yeah, I had to switch to a Ziploc bag <laughs> because uh, I was using like a small glass, you know, like Ziploc container with the snap down lid. But yeah, I, I uh, yeah, first corner <laughs> off it went. So then now I'm creating a hazard because I'm, you know, hooked on the seat belt, leaning way over on a country road trying to get the uh get the band stuff off the floor. Yeah. Ziploc bag kinda it kinda molds once it gets a little warm it molds into the grill of the uh nice. the froster. Works a lot better. That is the one thing. This one has like a pretty smooth defroster, whereas the uh, Trailblazer, it was pretty good. It would sit right down in there and hold on. So you, you saw the video. It, when you're when you're moving, it was like, meep, 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 it would zip around. Right Anyone here. who's just by chance tuned into this podcast and is wondering what is going on, Joey Wu Wu <laughs> joining us from Canada. Poor them. Poor <laughs> them. Us, we're, we're talking about his, his latest Mercedes A. 220 and and of course uh, as with all of these podcasts we ramble around in the world of cars glenn power is here from powerworks garage this is the powerworks podcast by the way and uh yeah the other the other great thing and this is something that glenn is not a fan of but you did point this out in the 220 you're in it's got a wicked sunroof oh yeah i said take a sunroof in canada now it's a whole lot different for us here right canada it's a whole lot different. And do you, do you get like, can you get to yeah. areas, I guess, in Canada where there's no light pollution? So you can be driving looking at the Milky Way. See, I take that. I just don't want one here. They just trouble and all the, all the curtains fall off. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, uh, yeah, exactly kind of what, you know, and I've heard in previous podcasts, with, because anybody that hasn't gone back through the history of your guys' podcast, like they really should because they were so, and you know what? I'm guilty. I can't say that I've listened to them all, but in the past, listening to your guys' podcast, like here, we don't get the incredible heat, the incredible sun. I mean, you've talked in the past about tinting your, your sunroofs up, up and up, you know, 
uh, above and beyond what the factory does because of the sun that comes through on your sunroofs and stuff like that. Whereas here, you know, it's not so bad. And my problem is now, you know, like, I guess I, I can't say James is thinning as much as I am. <laughs> I guess is what I'll say to that. But, you know, having a, having a sunroof, it, uh, the sun does seem to uh, kind of burn the top of my head a little bit more than it used to. Is it to. blind? Has it not got the rolling oh, blind? I blame the more. It does have the rolling blind, which is, it, it, it is nice. It is luxury yeah. inside. It, you know, it does feel nice. Look like. It is nice. It's got the lights. You know, the, the first thing my daughter said when I drove with her in it, and it was nighttime, is like, ooh, because all the lights that light up on the dash. It actually reminded me a little bit of my 86 Buick Regal, which was just phenomenal with the inside lights and everything on the dash. Wow. Yeah. Well, lights and sound system, that Mercedes is full of that. Leather seats as well, right? Leather seats. Yep. Heated, which, oh, it's kind of nice. Good for the sciatic. Good for the back. Oh, my gosh. I could use a stretch right now. What time is it? Oh, it's like one in the morning. What time are you guys on? It's like 20 after 9 a.m. Oh, you. You got coffee yet? I'm fasted, totally fasted. I've got blood tests at 1030. Yeah, but we got the Borgenbeck mugs here ready for the coffee, so we're ready to go. <laughs> oh. Very cool. So everything's really busy at the uh, PowerWorks garage from what I've been following. That's awesome. Yeah, busy. Sometimes not necessarily busy in a good way, but putting out plenty of fires and, yeah. That's always the way business was, yeah. isn't it? Well, he's got a Ferrari yeah. sitting out here right now. Not me. I haven't. Ooh. I haven't. There's, there's an unfortunate uh, uh, construction of the sentence there. I haven't got a Ferrari at all. But we got a customer that brought a 348 tuberculosis in. and um, Just windows. Window yeah. regulators. But it was brought in from the UK. So it was like, oh no, everything's going to break. It's all going to be rotten. And it was, was it? The wiring was shocking. But yeah. it probably left the factory like that. Those things, Those things are look at them and I think you'll always admire them. Although I don't have the nerve to have ever own a Ferrari. I feel like you'd be too, I feel like you'd be too gentle with it. Yeah. It's not like a Porsche that you can just take anywhere. But the Ferrari, I, it never, it's never been the yeah. thing for me. But working on them, <laughs> man, no wonder Lamborghini thought he could do better and stop making tractors to make supercars because yeah. no, really, you know, like there, there's a lot to be a lot left to be desired when it when it comes to the way they're put together. But this one's quite a clean example. But it's the same. So we we had a Toyota in the UK called the MR2. I don't think they yeah 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 we had MR2s because yeah. yeah. they, they didn't release it in French speaking countries because ah. MR2. <laughs> so the only rele- so so the MR2, the MR2 the MR2 was in in the UK. But that model of the three four eight used to get body kit that you could put on the MR2 oh. and make it look exactly the same. Okay. So the round uh, MR2, I think it was like maybe the second generation of the MR2. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they used to put body kits on them. And this, the local, I didn't go to this college, but the local college in my town, they did one as a project. So I've always been kind of not necessarily taken aback by it. But it's rare. We don't see many of them. Yeah, uh, nice. Different, fun. 
Joey, we're going to let you go. We're going to cut you loose. You get to go back to bed. But awesome. you know what? Thank you very much. Final final Thank words you. on that Mercedes A220, because I just think anytime someone throws a Mercedes at me, I'm like diving all over it. But your final words on it in a sentence? Uh, <laughs> there we know. go. I don't know. <laughs> there. I don't know yet. It's, uh, it's gro- it is growing on me. I will it's not better than the golf. I will say, oh, hey, uh, MR2, we are, uh, Richard Bilo has oh, one. Got He's got one. I also work with a guy, shout out to Big John Green. He uh, he has an older square body MR2, and it's called old school right on top, and this guy's old school, All let right. me tell you. We call him the garden gnome. He kind of looks like a garden gnome. But uh, listen, it, it was uh, literally an honor. To uh, to be able to be on the broadcast and to finally meet Mr. Powerworks hey, now himself. These, now these are back out. Uh, even though uh, <laughs> even though it is uh, over the uh, telephone, yeah. but uh, fantastic! Uh, it'll be quite a comedy if we ever do meet in person because I am uh, I don't know how tall am I five <laughs> something four six? Can I say six foot? No. And you can say it. You can this say is, it. This is the joy of radio. <laughs> and now, now this is going out on. This is going out on the radio again now on Talk yeah. One Hundred Point yeah. Three. This is like effectively going to go into space. Yeah, it's all it's over. Like, this is now universe wide. Yeah. Hey, w- I want to back up before I let you go. One quick question: the the A two twenty versus some of the Volkswagen products you've been driving, the Passat. Oh, I do like the Passat. Yeah. I do like the Passat. Now I tell you what, a lot. So, so I'm driving, uh, what are we? Yeah. So 120, 130 K each way, uh, daily, depending on any stops and stuff. A lot of the cars nowadays are city commuters, right? Little teeny motors with big tur, you know, turbos on them. And yeah, there's the nice thing about the Passat and I'm a Volkswagen guy from way back. That was my first ever car and uh gas mileage and how many times i have to fill the tank is huge whereas the passat i can fill like every third day but a lot of these other cars you're filling this thing every day you know because i work in branson branson ontario love it nothing wrong with branson very busy that's the problem i come from the country but you know what, like it's very busy, so you don't want to be stopping and having to fill up with gas and stuff like that in town. So it's nice living out in the country. You can stop at the small places, fill up with gas and that. So that's, it's really crucial to be having, you know, like uh, Big Al Boyd from uh, Cobaconk, Ontario, was driving back and forth into Brampton with us. He was driving a... Oh, what's the Volkswagen Torrance, maybe? To- Turek? No, it wasn't Turek. Yeah. Ao. Maybe it was. I can't even remember. What is it? it looked like it looked really sharp. Every day. He had to fill up every day with gas because he's two hours away. So that's that's where the Passat is. And the Passat is a nice riding, holds the road nice. You know, you don't, again, like, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent 
in, you know, focused on the road and everything. I'm looking at squirrels, butterflies, the whole nine yards, looking to see what's in people's backyards, thinking, you know, as I drive by on the highway, just to see if there's any treasures there I can take to put in my backyard. All the all the goodies. Uh, on that. So that's that's what's nice about the facade. The facade was nice because it uh, had a huge tank. I think if we've, if we've learned anything today, then anyone that sees an A220 on the 407, give it a wide berth. Because <laughs> the driver may not be paying the most attention. <laughs> You're not wrong, my friend. You are not wrong at all. You are not. That's why I'm kind of glad I haven't found the lane of this because I, I don't think I would like the beeping and binging over top of my ACDC. And, uh, you know, the occasional laugh. Oh, a little bit of that, this and that. But yeah. If I have to hear that dinging and all that over top of my rock and roll, yeah, that's, that's there we go. Jason Pikeaway joining us from Canada, a.k.a. Joey Woo Woo. And we will we'll do it all again real soon. Thanks for joining us. Go back to bed. Bye. Take care, guys. Thanks, Take care, guys. There we go. <laughs> Uh, you have now met my brother. Yeah, and, and I think if any law enforcement road traffic officers hear this, <laughs> there could be a problem on the 407. <laughs> But, but you know, nice endorsement there at the at the end of that whole process is he's going back to Volkswagen first love and Volkswagen got a big shout out. Not a, clearly not a fan of the of the Mercedes though. It's, it's it's what's interesting is what you come to like about a car. Yeah, I, I don't like the A class Mercedes. They do a well, they're, they're sedan version and they do a hatch version. Right. I don't like any of them. And they're they being they're being discontinued low. as I understand it. They are. Yeah, I mean, or they have been discontinued. Most of the ones you see here. Are the rental level so right. probably similar to the two twenty? We get one eighty of our rentals, yeah, yeah. or they're the forty fives and forty three AMGs. Right, they're just horrible to drive. They make a nice noise, and <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you pull up and yeah, walk to the car to get in it, and it looks cool, but they're just not nice to drive. Yeah. And I, I remember that, and I asked, and obviously Joey couldn't give an opinion on that, but if it was better than a Golf, I remember, I remember being in Bahrain. With the guys at Bebahani Brothers who were there, their import there, and they were worried when the A220 came out in about 2000. This this sort of A220 in 2014, I think that's when it was, yeah, 13, 14, and they were worried that it was going to take from their golf business. Ah, they said they didn't really see a difference in it. It is about the same price as the top level there. Yeah, but I've never really. Obviously, there's there's always bias. Yeah, yeah. And like Joey said, he's a VW guy, so he he's got that there. But the interesting thing for me out of it was that what what was important to Joey was we've mentioned comfortable seats before, but he was talking about how often or not he has to fill up the tank. Yeah, which is a pain. Like if you're yeah. doing an hour and twenty on a fairly straight big road, you know, you're doing a hundred. 150, 120 kilometers an hour, maybe more when the limit allows, to then have to stop for 10 minutes. Yeah. You yeah. know, just the stress of... Well, and, and fuel's expensive too. So you've, you've got to fuel up. Your, I, I was also impressed. He's a GM guy. So he spent, he, you know, he cut his teeth like, like you and, and DJ working, you know, not, not for Volkswagen, but working for GM. 
and he wasn't happy with the GM vehicles either. That's probably because he remembers <laughs> when they were good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you you heard the vehicle he liked. Yeah. The, Bu- the Buick Regal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which Loved is the Regal. When it was, you know. When it was good. Yeah, That's the bluer seats and that that era. You ask DJ what his favorite golf is, he'll tell you it's a, a Mark IV. You know, he'd done all his, he'd finished his apprenticeship, he'd done all his training, and that's when he's, like, 2003, four is when he started yeah. working on his own fully-fledged, fully qualified. And the Mark IV was, like, in its, you know, in its peak. You've got the anniversary GTI, you've got the the R32, and it was so much better than the Mark III. Yeah. That's his favourite. Whereas for me, I like the Mark IV, but I take the Mark V, because I was a few years later. Right. By the time gotcha. I got to that stage, it was the Mark V, and that's what I come back so i look at the like the mark six was nowhere near as good as the mark five <laughs> it was an improvement on the mark oh, five okay. but the mark five from the mark four was huge and where are we now like when so we're on the eight now okay so when people are looking around we're yeah and it's like we went past a golf r yesterday i think on road test me and dj and it's like what the hell's that on the back of there and it was the new r logo <laughs> right so why have they done that ridiculous <laughs> well you suppose it looks like someone's been and bought that themselves off aliexpress and you know like you take yourself out of it and have a subjective view of it. Yeah. You understand what they've done. It looks cool. It's great. But yeah. we like it how we like it. Yeah. And, you know, on the subject of the golf, I think, you know, it's been confirmed now that 2024 or 25, was it, is the last production of a golf. They're going to facelift the eight at the end of this year. And that's the end of it. That's an era. That's the end of it. You know, those are rabbits back in Canada. Yeah, the rabbit. Uh, yeah. It was a rabbit, and then it turned back into the golf. But yeah. returned it. But yeah. that that's that's an era. Getting rid of it. It's gone. So 2028, 2930, there'll be no golfs in dealerships under warranty anymore. Wow, it's a sad day. Crazy. It's a sad day. Yeah, huh. I think it's second to the only the Corolla, isn't it, as the most yeah. selling <laughs> named vehicle in yeah. in in history. Oh man. Um, we my my mother back in nineteen seventy nine had a green grasshopper. I I'm sure it was either green yeah. or yellow, but it was it was grasshopper on the windshield color of green or yellow with a, a sunroof that was vinyl that you peeled nice. back. There was no glass. Yeah, yeah. It was just this vinyl on and that was a Corolla. Yeah. I remember that Corolla. Yeah. And it was just, you know, those things just keep keep driving. Yeah, they just keep driving. Well, it's just a, should be a shame. There's gonna be no. I mean, and the the thing is, it's that's sad. It's got to be something that size. Golf's yeah. really practical now. They're huge now. Like you take <laughs> Ida well, Mark, the other thing. Ida Mark Two, <laughs> that you know, I could fit two or three friends in, and often did, and take my mum or whatever to the supermarket or whatever it was when I was not at work or sixth form. Nobody could get behind me with the seat back. Right. No problem now. New golf's no issue. People sit. I've had baby seats with you know behind my driver's seat all yeah. the way back. And and on a on a on a current golf, I don't have the seat all the way. It's not on its extremity. Well, wow. you know, like they're huge now. You have got a huge boot, huh. plenty of space inside. You when you get to the four motion, so the the R's and stuff, the floor's a bit higher to accommodate the yeah. drive line, but. You know, they're so big. They're so practical. You wonder, I mean, I, I think there's an ID2 coming, which is probably going to be golf size. Mm. Why can't you just yeah. keep the name? Like, yeah. it's... Put the golf in somehow into the ID. 
the golf yeah. ID two golf version. Just, just, I'll just just call it the golf. I mean, yeah. I just don't know. Uh, maybe they'll change their mind, but not usually. No, they might change their mind if if in the next three or four years people realize how much of a kicking the can down the road false economy in terms of the environmental expense these yeah. electric cars actually are. I think that's yeah. You know, I, I think that that for me when people start disposing of those batteries. I mean, look, you've got a you've got a simple situation of of. I think it's. I think the UK. If you take the UK for example, you're not a big, not a big market. Seventy whatever million people in the UK, and I know people, and I think the statistic is about twenty percent. I think, but I know people personally that by the end of the month they're using food banks to wow. get by. Like it's not. It's a developed country, and there is wealth yeah, yeah. there, but it's not. You know, I'm hearing that in Canada yeah, too. I was listening it's to all the news over the today. world, right? Yeah. So there's not a massive run every march and september for the new registrations of new cars you know like when i like the, the two early 2000s mid 2000s before 2008 happened ridiculous amount of preparation work in the dealerships like we'd, we'd prepare 50 cars a week yeah for for sales that's, that that's have a lot been of sold you know like that's a lot and, of and we're in a small town of like yeah I don't know, not not many people, not in the so middle. Everyone was driving VW. So people, yeah, and 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 we we were like people coming all over to buy them. So, but it's not like that now. It's mm. not like that now. So my point is, I think the UK, because I know the, the UK, I think is in terms of the world's carbon output is two percent, two percent. So the UK, people might say, is a developed country and can do more to help with the environment. But really, what can it do? Because unless it's an island, so let's try it. Turn it into the Walking Dead, <laughs> and there's no carbon output. Yeah, well, it's what not, what benefit does the world see yeah. from that? Nothing. But you've got places like you know, places in like in Africa where they're mining this cobalt yeah. for these batteries. They need to burn trees to stay warm and cook food because they haven't got the infrastructure for central heating. You know, even places like uh, China and Brazil that people would say uh, India developed, there's such poverty there that they aren't interested in, you know, what they're putting in there. They don't care how refined their fuel is or if they even use, they'll burn anything. Yeah. Like they've got to stay warm (laughs) and cook. Right. So their, their, their view is get through today. So this long-term view of, well, okay, well, these electric cars are too expensive for making a difference where it actually matters. So parts of the world that are benefiting, if you can say that, and I, I still think the jury's out on that, well, they're not really that having that much of an effect anyway. Like, yeah. the pollution's happening in the rest of the world where it's happening out of necessity, and then these materials are being shipped all around the world two and three times, and then cars are being put together and shipped around the world two or three times, and then they're ending up in, you know, fancy parts of london because of the ultra low emission zone there we go and well and yeah you know big deal you what you what benefit has the world had from that because also just like with a mobile phone there's a new model comes out in a two three year period and you want that so then who's disposing of this electric car which now has a battery that's only 30 percent that's only that's lost 30 percent of its efficiency yeah so then really what's the benefit it's just crazy to yeah. me. Like I, I, I just think there's such a we, we, we jumped into this feet first without 
really yeah. I would give it a thought. I think it, 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 it's just the whole trending craze. Like, oh yeah, we can get this. This oh wow, this has got some traction. Yeah, part I I heard this on the news and today, and it was it was in relation to the conflict in in the Ukraine, the war, and but it it relates to what we're talking about with technology and jumping on things. And it's talking about, it was talking about some of the folks who are, who are running a defense battery in the Ukraine and they've abandoned their communication system that you would normally use. So they're not using their computers, they're not using their mobile phones. They're not, they're using landline dial up phones to communicate where they're going because that can't be spied on or intercepted. They're gone old school and they're saying, you know what? It works really well. And they're, they are old dial-up phones. And in some cases, they're laying the lines. They're just putting them right down on the ground, laying the lines. They can roll them up after. But it's old-school technology that is having the greatest effect for them in their communication process. And I think, it's, I think we're, we're really quick to dump the old and, and jump into new and shiny without thinking, hold on a second, what do I really need? And, and, and it's like, like, like phones, you know, you, we, our phones now are just really put little portable computers. And if you're using that as a phone, you just need your old cheap Nokia that you can buy for 200 dirhams at, you know, at 50 bucks somewhere that, that there's lots of those that do great. <laughs> they just do phone, phone and SMS. You're sorted. Yeah. It's the interesting thing with a phone for me is going to come when Elon Musk gets the Neuralink thing through. Ugh, he's working that. He's working that hard. That's in some testing stage at the moment. I'm sure. And it's if a, you, I'm sure if he's you, testing it. If you, what happens to the phone industry then? Yeah. You know, yeah. like they, they, I was, I was listening to one of these, basically talking about that in in another form of Neuralink, but how how you can use tools to translate what you're thinking and brainwaves. And I was listening to a guy yesterday talking about the research that they're doing and the success they've had. Part of, part of it with, with natural language processing and, and big data, being able to process everything. But they, they, this guy was keen to point out that, yeah, you can, they, they've had some success in training the computer to be able to read people's thoughts. Unless it's outside of what it's been trained for, then it doesn't work. And how easy it is to mess it up. So it, it, it's, again, early days and a lot of possibility for error. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think that, you know, we, we started obviously talking about Get rid of the golf and yeah. You know. Nice bringing that back to where we're supposed There's to be. There's no right? the whole point I was trying to make was that you know it, it, there's no room for sentimentality in business, right? No, there isn't. But if but, there was, Honda would bring back the original Civics yeah. as as city commuters. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I don't know why they don't. Yeah, because th- those are basically little minis. Yeah, there's, there isn't any. <laughs> I mean, you look at the the electric Honda that they. Um, proposed looked very very similar a bit yeah. more boxy <clears throat> but with cars if there isn't any objective if there's no reason to to try and get any business from someone buying a car just because they like it rather than it actually makes sense for them then yeah what's the point and cars are all starting to look the same anyway we've been saying that for yeah. ages oh it's- so, you know, it's really a matter of, well, I can tell you now, if I'd have gone to my granddad, dead now, 
But if I'd have gone to my granddad and said, granddad, I could do with, you know, any chance you could lend me some money to buy a car? What are you buying? Golf. All right. Any chance you could buy a car? Lend me some money to buy a car, granddad. What are you buying? ID2. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> yeah. You know, he'll be spying on you. Get out of here. Yeah, you know. And I'm not saying that that's how Volkswagen should run the business nor any yeah. other manufacturer. But what I am saying is trying to illustrate that people drive cars when they buy them new, usually usually because they like the look of them. Yeah. There are people that buy them based on price and they've got yeah. kids to go to football practice and swimming squad and all this stuff. And yeah, I yeah. get it. That's the Pajeros yeah. and the Prados and that sort of stuff. But if someone's driving a Jaguar, if somebody's driving a Range Rover, if somebody's driving an Audi, if somebody's driving a Mercedes, a BMW, these things are trouble Yeah, in terms of when you have problems with them, they are expensive to maintain because they are a premium product. Yeah. That is that is something that when they're being driven, that person driving that vehicle likes that vehicle. Yeah, the the Jaguar XF isn't any more practical, definitely not more reliable, and probably not even. It might be a little bit, but let's say it's the same efficiency in terms of fuel and pollution as a Camry. Yeah. They've chosen the XF over the Camry for a reason. They like the look of the XF over the Camry and the prestige that comes with the driving a on, Jaguar. On a side note, just as driving up to the garage today for this podcast, Dubai Taxi, the number of Camrys that they've taken yeah. out of service yeah, that yeah. are sitting there. It's yeah. a gold mine if you want something yeah. with heavy yeah. mileage. Yeah, at the top there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like 50 of them. Yeah, you want a million mile kilometer, million yeah. kilometer uh, Camry. <laughs> It's been, on, on, <laughs> it's been driven hard. It's been driven. Some of them have not been switched off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a... But you buy a car. It's it, To me, it's a strange move getting rid of the Golf. And I'm sure yeah. they've worked out why and how and what the reasons yeah. for it are. But it's... But then again, you know... Maybe the writing's on the wall. The... The... Um, what's the, the the Bronco the Bronco was killed off and that's back big time yeah. you know the Hummer yeah. died that's back the Defender went away that's back, back. yeah so so the Golf might come back it might never go it might, might never well, ever it. go it might never never say never there's never a lot go. yeah the, if there's anything that we can learn with with technology and business today in this this new environment is decisions change and application happen at speeds. Heads of companies change so, yeah. so quickly now. We have never experienced. I mean, you'll know, you're one of them, and I know people that have worked at our place for decades Yeah, because there's a pride of, you know, the experience that you have and, 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 and you get to see how things change in one place. And car companies were kind of like that for a while. Yeah. But they're not anymore. How yeah. many times, you know, we see articles where... Head of such and such company has changed. Yeah, you know this designer is now at that yeah, competition. This then. woman has left, and this man's replaced her. This man's left. This woman's replaced her. These people yeah. have swapped jobs. This, that, and it's all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like so, There's, because of that, a bit like with politics, things. You know, there's not a there's not a long enough window to actually implement something. Like a golf will run seven or eight years. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. It might be that before the end of this one they're like no 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 but the, the only who knows who knows what they'll do but i think it's it's a matter of where they see themselves as a as a manufacturer and you know will they kill the passat off yeah i think the passat's going to yeah. quite frankly 
it's gone. So we'll see. Mm. Hey, Glenn, this has been a lot of fun, yeah, as always. Uh, folks want to get in touch with us, send us comments, queries, questions. Look, depending on what platform you're on, if you're on YouTube, comment. If you're listening to us on one of your streaming platforms, comment. Send us a message. Potaholics with a K at gmail.com is how you can do that. It gets right to us. If you're listening to us on the wireless right here in Dubai to 100.3, that's talk 100.3. Hey, you know what? Send something through the WhatsApp. Send something through the messaging. Potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Send it through. We'll get it on the program. We love to hear from you. That aside, we just love to hear from everyone. Yeah. And that's what Glenn and I just love doing. And, and hey, Glenn's right here at PowerWorks Garage. Drop by, say hello. And you know what? We're going to do it all again really, really soon. Glenn, thank you very much. Thanks, James.